Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What up? This is Jay Foreman, Austin Orman on the ones and twos, DP, Derek Pearson, over there to my right. This is Old School, brought to you by the Mercado, certified Piedmontese, special ingredients and butcher shop, located at 84th and Havelock. I like to say every type of meat, every type of cut. Uh, if you didn't know, yesterday I started a little, little uh, trouble. So I'll say I quote the great John Lewis, get into some good trouble or start some good trouble. Um <laughs> I don't think I started it. I think I just couldn't get an answer, so I had to pull some teeth out of there. I had to extract some 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 answers from DP. We had a lot going on in the sports world. We're one day closer to the first game of the NBA Finals. Um, we are three hours and 43 minutes away from um, whoever is still in uh, technically in the NBA draft to decide what they're going to do. Obviously, that affects – Tominaga, who's a you know played you know well in Nebraska last year, he has I think he has three options. If he's able to stay in the draft, I think he probably has some opportunities over there where he's from, and then obviously come back here and, and uh, continue you know progressing and probably still have the same options as next year. So it'll be interesting to see you know what he decides to do. I think he's not announced until tomorrow. Um, you know Nebraska, I think just got there just from looking on the few things I saw on Twitter. The, the the kids are back on campus, working hard and getting after it and trying to get ready for the season. Um, Austin, you know they got some unique times for Nebraska. Nebraska is going to Champaign, Illinois, uh, and playing at eight p.m. You know that's a is Il, is Illinois on Central Time? Is Champaign? They're still Central. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's a different game for you, right? Where you generally, I think, night games start about what DP seven fifteen seven thirty. Yeah. You know, they, uh, yes, it's only eight. You know, thirty more minutes, but you're on the road, and it, you know, you got a young team or a team that doesn't have a lot of continuity going on the road. You know, against a team that might, especially with a defense that's going to be jacked up and trying to be flying around. So it'll be interesting to see how Nebraska handles that, and um, got a little bit of Colorado news that we alluded to. Uh, they want to get they they want to get back and rekindle that uh, relationship with the Big Twelve, which I think is a natural fit. So I don't, I, if I'm the Big Twelve, I'm doing it right. If there's ever a time that, in my opinion, DP, that Colorado, as bad as they've been, I don't even remember the last time they had a really a good team. Because even when they beat Nebraska in Scott Frost's first year, they looked good against Nebraska. They sputtered down the stretch, and they've had some NFL talent. Right. They won the Pac-12 South at ten and two in twenty eighteen. I want to say, yeah, yeah, they did. Mm -hmm. And then that was Frost's first year, right? Yes. Yeah, and then the next year they're supposed to be really good, and they really mm -hmm. just dookie down their leg. So I stand corrected. But if there's ever a time in recent history, I'll see with Colorado being appealing, this is it. If I'm the Big Twelve right now, I think I have more bargaining power against Colorado than I do in twenty twenty five reason is just let, let's just assume they start to accumulate more wins well with more wins Colorado might be more appealing to not only to stay in the Pac-12 but then somebody else to try to snag them now is the best time to negotiate or get them 
in the back in the Big 12 because the Big 12 needs them. Colorado needs the Big 12 for recruiting, and you got Dion, and, and then you haven't seen their product, right? For both sides, you know. Yes, I look really good right now because yeah, I can still reference Jackson State, and if you want a kind of, you know, home type of example is Scott Frost first year. Even though Nebraska started zero and six, what do we always reference? You know, um, DP and Austin was UCF going twelve and zero. Da 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 da. Deion Sanders can reference Jackson State, turn them around, pretty much turn that whole conference around. There's no disrespect for anybody, you know, the homegrown coaches and the HBCUs down there. But Deion brought eyes, ears, and financial support yep. Yep. to that whole conference and universities. Where, so that's what Colorado and Dion can sell right now because I could do the same thing to the Big 12 right. and give you more credibility until I get my program up and running because you better get me right now while I'm at Colorado before I mess around and win seven games and Florida State comes talking, calling me because they might be scared of uh, Mike no or Mike Novell. It, it, it's amazing to me how much we try to separate Nebraska and Colorado for things that are going on and how business is being done. But they're both uniquely tied and similar because just as Florida State lurks in the shadows of Colorado, right? Because Colorado's rooting for success, ultimate success, because good for business, whether they decide to go, whether they decide to stay. But the fact that Florida State lurks, that if there's success, Florida State's coming. They're coming for their guy. Nebraska's in the same boat. That if Matt Rule has the success that everybody's hoping for, don't you? Aren't we really going to be having that very same discussion about Penn State lurking? Not necessarily, because if J James Franklin is established there, so but he's unless, not going to stay. Well, it, well, right now you only could take it that he's going to stay, right? He had he's had plenty of chances, to right? Leave. And so for him to not really pursue U or USC and other ones. He's going to stay for the foreseeable, foreseeable future. There is continuity there to what you're saying. Yeah. But the difference is Florida State, where Florida State's program is and, and went, even though they had a pretty good year last year, compared to where Penn State is and what James Franklin has been built up and where he's at as a coach. Meaning, Florida State head coach goes 6-6, six and 7-5. Six, and five. He's fired. He's fired. Yeah, he's fired. James Franklin goes that. Okay, we got to – there'll be – One more year. Like, one more year or two more years. Let's let his quarterback develop. You lost a lot, X, Y, and Z. What, what, what is your take on – because I as – you, as you break it down, right, you're, you, all the things that are happening at Colorado, all the things that are happening at college football, this is not a Colorado thing. Just the, the, what makes Colorado the discussion is they're on the schedule and it's Dion. Like those, those are the two things. And, Otherwise, and he, he, he is now. Granted, it's probably it, you know I will say this is the roster turnover probably is extreme, right? Which is I can see why, and I can see why why you wouldn't, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and there's no example of it because any other example, say like when Urban took over Ohio State, I know for a fact he told Perry, "You're not my player." Right. Tried to run him off, right? But you couldn't then, right? He couldn't go get, you know, you, you know, a linebacker from Florida to come in. He couldn't do it, right? Is there so, any is so, there any other Dion out there that no, would make Colorado relevant to the rest of the country? 
Is there anybody that was a chance. new coach? No, no. They've had – you know, the funny thing about – they've hired former players that have had NFL success, that mm. have had college success, and mm. they just have never had the support. Dion has forced them to support by the – pretty much by him coming with his staff, with his social media. The difference with Dion's doing, again, to the extreme mm-hmm. of showing up and telling players, like, if you guys ain't good enough, you guys are gone. Wouldn't it, you want that hold, as a player? Hold on. The only thing that's different is Dion's telling you he's he's it's in your face. Yeah. Because he yeah. has a whole camera crew yeah. versus doing it behind the scenes or creating a scenario where I where you're sitting down and say I have no choice but to leave. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, been going I, on I, for decades. I'm I, sorry for I you appreciate people out there. That, it's however you want, however you want it. I mean, yes, it, like I said, is it a little bit much? Sure, but ultimately, when you hire Dion, okay, because he even did the same thing at Jackson State, but nobody cared about Jackson State. Nobody really cares about Colorado. They just care that Dion's doing it, and they don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> that part. <laughs> so at the end of the day, that when part. you when whoever called up Dion and offered him the job, it, it the first conversations had to be, or in the first couple conversations had to be. Are you going to let me come in and do my thing? Right? Meaning, I'm going to evaluate the roster, which was created by poor uh, practice habits, bad recruiting, bad development, which is a byproduct of the lack of support from the athletic department, so forth, and alumni, so forth, and so on. So it was a relationship that was built up. What are you, okay, you want to hire me? Cool. I can do my thing. What are you going to do so I can do my job? To support it. Meaning you're going to have to find ways to go raise money. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to support me in social media stuff. Yep. We're going to, we're going to, you're going to have to be lock and step, even though I'm making you uncomfortable, mm-hmm. how you sell out a, a spring game, so forth and so on. Yep. So it's a different type of deal right there. Whereas like if you come to a Penn state or to a Nebraska, you got people that's showing up here. That's been showing up here for, we got the longest sellout streak in ever. And, and we we'll keep showing up. Right, and we haven't won anything. Yeah. So the, so the, I remember, matter of fact, we're going to go to break, so we stay on time. I'm going to talk about when I talked to one of my former teammates who's the athletic director in the Big Ten, and he talked about Nebraska versus where he's at, and he's made some huge hires, home run hires, every single time he's done it. And I knew he was going to be good at whatever he did because he was the smartest guy on the team, and he was a tight end. And usually I think tight ends are dummies. But anyways, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Jay Foreman, DP, Austin, we'll be right back.